Hi, I'm Josh and welcome to the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, the podcast that talks the art and craft of nature photography. It's the 28th of June 2021 and this is podcast number seven. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the three F's of wildlife photography and I'll come to what those three F's are in a moment. A couple of small news items. My Greenland expedition that was scheduled for this September, unfortunately, is going to be delayed. This is a result of the ongoing pandemic. It's a result of restrictions regarding how many people you can put on a ship at the moment. Up in that part of the world, the Danish government's restrictions on Greenland at the moment and various travel restrictions around the world. So that Greenland expedition has been rescheduled until 2023, uh, which is the next available time slot. So that's um, unfortunately a result of the ongoing pandemic. There's not much that can be done there. It does mean that my next scheduled uh, trip will be Finland for Wolverines and Wolves this October. But that trip looks like it should be able to go ahead at this stage Uh, all things uh, being equal and all things going well. The travel restrictions at the moment between Australia and Finland are not too onerous. Uh, We just need uh, the rest of the world to open up a little bit more and we should be able to run that expedition. So I'm hopeful that will go ahead. And uh, if you're booked on that, I'll be keeping you up to date and there'll be uh, updates on my uh, blog and website for both of those expeditions as we move forward. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about the three F's of wildlife photography. And this is something I like to bring up when I'm guiding trips. And it's really a bit of fun, but there is some serious, there is a serious side to it. And I want to talk about what it means. First of all, what are the three F's of wildlife photography? Well, what they really are is something you can look for when you're out in the field to avoid creating just another head and shoulders shot of your subject. So the three F's of wildlife photography are feeding, fighting, and fornicating. And really what we're trying, we're saying with that is that we're trying to find, or looking for photographs rather, of wildlife that's doing one of those three things. So when wildlife is active and is engaged in one of those three activities, usually there's a very strong chance that you can create an interesting photograph. Of course, things are never guaranteed, but having an animal or wildlife in front of you that is, you know, feeding, fighting or or fornicating, you have a far better chance of creating a strong image than you do than an animal that's just perhaps sleeping in the sun. So it's really about looking for interesting behavior in the wildlife and recognizing that it's the behavior that makes the photograph interesting because the world just doesn't need another head and shoulders photograph shot of a penguin or of a lion or any subject for that matter. But if we can see something interesting about our subject, then we have a much stronger chance of engaging with the viewer with our wildlife photography. So I want to sort of segue from that a little bit uh, and tell a short story about what a photograph is about. So perhaps two years ago now, maybe more, I was doing a print critique for the Australian Institute of Professional Photography here in Melbourne. And I was giving feedback and critique on prints that were being put up on the board. Uh, They were from a range of different subjects. And there was an image that came up and it was a photograph of a old man taken on the street. And I turned to the photographer and I said, well, I've been looking at this print for a little while now. Tell me what it's about. And they looked at me very strangely and said, what do you mean what it's about? It's about the old guy. I said, no, I realize it's about the old guy there, but what are you trying to say about this photograph? Because it's just a standard photograph of an old guy sitting in the street and it's not conveying anything to me. There's no emotion in it. There's no story. You know, I need to know what the story of this person is that I'm looking at so that I can be engaged with the photograph. 
and this is something that I do a lot when I look at my own work. I look at it and I ask myself, how does it make me feel? Does it generate an emotional response in me? Is there some real substance to this photograph? And what is the story that's conveyed from this photograph? Now, as the photographer who took it, if I can't get that meaning from the photograph, how can I possibly expect my viewers to, to be able to impart anything from the image at all? So I think it's a very important fo- uh, thing to ask yourself when you're out photographing in the field, what is it that you're trying to say about the subject? And just take the time to think about uh, the emotion that you want to inject into the image, the drama that might be there, and how you want to portray this wildlife in, its, in the context of its environment. Because really, that if you can do those things, if you can portray the subject in the context of its environment, and if you can see something interesting about the subject, then you've got a very strong chance of generating a strong wildlife image. Uh, and a strong photograph. And if the animal is doing something interesting, such as the three Fs of wildlife photography, then the chances get even better. So really when what you want to do is when you're out in the field, think of, take some time, take a few moments, and just stop and think about what you're trying to say about the subject. I know when I'm photographing Arctic fox in winter, for example, um, you know, I'm well known for preferring to go out and photograph when the snow is blowing and the conditions are dramatic and the weather is bad because it helps say a lot about the subject if there's snow falling around it and sticking to its fur and there's a lot of context there um, and I can really portray the animal in its environment and get a good feeling, an emotional feeling about the image, whether it's about the cold in the area, it's about the drama, it's about the weather. The more of that you can inject into your photograph, the stronger your wildlife photograph's going to be. And thinking about the story that you're trying to tell uh, with the with the animal. You know, it's not always about shooting with a long lens and trying to fill the frame with the subject. Quite often, the better photographs are the ones that actually give you a glimpse into the environment in which the animal lives and give you a taste of what it's like to be out in, in, that, in that sort of conditions that the animal is living in, how it has to go about hunting for food or finding a mate or courtship behavior, um, or feeding, or any of those things that might be going on. And to try and capture the the soul, and as corny as it might sound, try and capture the soul and spirit of the animal, so that when the viewer looks at the finished photograph, they really feel connected with it. Uh, That is a key element to successful wildlife photography, is getting your viewer to connect with the subject on an emotional level. Anytime, with any photograph, that you can get the viewer to engage with it emotionally, you have created a successful image. Uh, that's, that is the, I guess, if you like, it's the ultimate reward for your photograph if you've generated the emotional response in the viewer. It's just the key thing to go for. Uh, you can, of course, avoid, you know, you should avoid cliches when you're out trying to photograph wildlife as well. It's fun to do the head and shoulders shot of the lion. But once you've got that in the can, and you know, safely on your memory card, then it's time to start thinking about the story of the animal, the context, the environment in which it lives, all of these things that will go into creating a highly successful photograph. So something to think about there, the three Fs of wildlife photography, they really are a bit of fun. It's something I like to remind my, my workshop and expedition participants of when we go out to photograph. You know, if we're going out to photograph polar bears, I'll often give a briefing and talk about what to look for uh, and to why you know, high things like high-speed motor drive are very important in wildlife photography because often these moments can be very, very fleeting. I know, for example, with Arctic foxes and their courtship, 
often the two come together very, very briefly. And if you're not ready, you can miss it. Uh, so it's important to be ready uh, when you're out looking for the, these three Fs of wildlife photography. And they're not hard and fast rules by any means, but what they are is something to look for, something to remember, and something to help guide you when you're out in the field to help get stronger photographs. So I think that will, will do us for today. The three Fs of wildlife photography, something to look for next time you're out in the field photographing wildlife. Uh, you do need to have a little bit of patience for these things, of course. They, uh, they don't always happen on cue as we would like, but that's what wildlife photography is all about. It's really about being out in the field and sometimes out in the field for very long periods of time before uh, something you know interesting happens in front of the camera. But when it does, being ready, looking for those three Fs and capturing interesting photographs. Uh, that are powerful, emotional, and that really tell the story of the animal, the context of the animal in the environment in which it lives. So that's it for today. I'm Josh. This has been episode seven of the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, and I look forward to seeing you out in the field.